Hello everyone, it is George Truly, the Mass Menace, aka Arts Clearance Kent, two-time ACW television champion, and your host of this wonderful podcast that you are listening to. It is Thursday, so you know what that means. Yes, another weekly episode of the Teachable Moments podcast. We have something very important to talk about this week, so without further ado, let's get into it. You are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast. Hello everyone, it is yours truly, the Mass Menace, aka Arch Clarence Kent, two-time ACW television champion, and your host for this wonderful podcast that you are listening to right now. I want to thank everyone who has listened to the last episode, the previous episode. Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it. Y'all are the reason why I keep this going. Okay. Even if I've got one viewer, one listener, that's good enough for me. I listen. I enjoy it. Okay. Yes, I'm trying to build it up. Absolutely. But thank you for everyone who has listened and everyone who still continues to listen. Thank you very much. Now, I know usually I do a podcast where I review Raw and I review or I review WWE, AEW, New Japan, any anywhere basically. And I'm not gonna do that this week. Okay. I'm not gonna go on big reviews and talk about my favorite parts of the thing. I want to talk about something more important at the moment. So basically this whole episode is going to be a teachable moment. It's not just going to be reviews and whatever and then ah let me hit you with a short teachable moment. No, this whole episode is gonna be a teachable moment. So I want y'all to listen because it's very important. So I will start off by saying I did watch Dynamite Tuesday because they had a special episode of Dynamite. Uh because the playoffs were yesterday. <clears throat> so I was watching, and then I got to see the John Moxley Hangman Adam Page match. Then something happened in that match, and that I, I I felt bad for the person. And I went on social media, and what do I see? Ah, oh, it's a, it's it's a work. It's a work. He's fine. They cut to MJF. He's fine. It's a work. That right there gets me because I get. The wrestlers want to, uh, fans want to believe that everything in all of wrestling is a work. Okay, everything is generated and we plan everything out to a T. Not everything in the business is work. Now, I want to touch on that, and that's why this whole episode is a whole teachable moment and all. This episode may go shorter than others, so bear with me, or it may go long, uh, to the full length. But I really wanted to talk about this. I watched a Hangman Adam Page match. Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley match. It was a battle. It was a brawl. It was. And then that lariat John Moxley delivered to Hangman Adam Page. Bam. Which caused him to which caused Hangman to turn a flip and him land. And he wasn't moving. Okay. Which scared me because I, I Y'all know, I'm a wrestler. I do this stuff. It's very frightening, okay? 
so I thought Hangman had like legitimately got injured and like it was like really horrible was what was going through my head like my only thought that was going through my head was oh god please let him be alive okay because it looks it looked brutal people not everything in wrestling is work okay we wrestling is a brutal grueling business and i'm gonna do my best to explain it without pulling the curtain back on the goings on going ons of the wrestling business any more than they already have by other people so bear with me we us as wrestlers when we come to the decision that we want to be a wrestler and that's the career path that we choose. There's a lot of things we have to take into account. We have to evaluate and process through. One, are you single? Are we single? Am I single? Uh, if I'm single, okay, cool. That's going to be easier. Am I married? Okay, if I'm married, that might be a little more difficult. If the wrestler is married, it might be a little more difficult too, or anybody that's in the business. And I don't mean just wrestlers, I mean commentators, refs, whatever. So then you go into, okay, if I'm single, I'm sing let's say I'm single. I'm single, now I got to tell my family. And I got to run it by my family. And let them know. So they are aware of what I am doing. And what I have chose. You run it by everybody who cares about you. You run it by the people who you're with. Okay. And who surround you. Second. You have to look at yourself. Is my body up to snuff with this? Am I going to be able to withstand the grueling schedule that comes with wrestling? Me. Me. This is me talking right now. I've gotten lucky with my schedule. I wrestle one live show a month. Every other Sunday is a preview show if it's not raining because we wrestle outside or if it's not too, f like, way beyond cold and snowing because we wrestle outside. If though we take into those fact, take into account those factors. And if it's a beautiful day, it's not snowing, it's not too deathly cold, and it's not raining, or it's not too deathly hot, we put on a preview show. Okay, so my schedule is pretty light when it comes to the wrestling business. And right now, I like it that way with everything that goes on in my life. Okay, that's another reason why you have to go, you have to take into account if you choose to be a wrestler. And I want to go ahead and put this out there for anybody who is aspiring to be a wrestler who may be listening to this. Listen very carefully because these are the things you have to take into account. If you are single, it is easier to a point because you're not in a relationship. You can travel, not have to worry. You basically have to fend for yourself and you worry about yourself. Okay, if you are married or in a relationship in any point, you have to take into account the other person's feelings in on this venture. I have their outlook. Uh, how often are you going to be away from home? Would it just be easier if your significant other traveled with you? So forth and so on. Uh, so there's that. Now, 
here's where the grueling part comes in. There is like intense hardcore training when it comes into wrestling, okay? And that's, you know, learning how to fall because a lot of people's like, oh, falling's easy. You, you learn how to fall properly so you don't get yourself hurt, okay? Second, on this, you the hours you put into the gym, uh, what you choose to eat, what you choose not to eat, what you choose to drink, what you choose not to drink. All of that's very important when it comes to being a wrestler. Okay? Now, in the past, I've gone on record saying I'm not the healthiest when it comes to my diet. I have issues. and I have issues staying away from pizza. I have issues staying away from grilled cheese sandwiches and burgers. All of which are probably not the healthiest thing to eat when you're trying to train for wrestling. But I also eat carrots. I also eat celery. I also eat peas and green beans. and So I eat my vegetables. Okay. I drink a lot more water. These are things you have to take into account. Now. The travel schedule is brutal all on its own. Let's say you want to set yourself up a tour, okay? Uh, let's say you want to set yourself up a tour, okay? And, I don't know, let's say you go from North Carolina, and you want, you wrestle on a show in North Carolina, then you want to go into, go to Atlanta, and wrestle a show in Atlanta, and then decide to go to New Jersey and you want to wrestle a show in New Jersey and decide you want to wrestle a show in Washington. That's a tour. Okay. But you have to take into account your travel expenses. You have to take into account where you're going to stay. A lot of wrestlers back in the day used to sleep in their cars because they could not afford to, they could not afford a hotel room. Nowadays, some promoters, if they've seen your work and they're impressed, they'll pay for your travel. They'll, they'll put, they'll, put you up in a hotel and stuff like that plane flights plane tickets are not cheap by any means of the imagination okay you these are things you have to take into account okay and remember that training i said hitting the gym it's probably best if you do uh your homework and see if there's a gym close by where you're going to be staying uh so maybe you can get a workout in so you can and you figure out where the restaurants are, food, because you're going to have to get food after you eat, after you work out, or after you do a wrestling match, and you have to make sure you have money, then you have to come up with how you're going to get paid. And how much, and you work that out with the promoter, or the booker. Or the owner of the company. Sometimes the owner of the company is the promoter and the booker. So, there's that. If that's true, then you then that's less people you have to talk to. You just talk to the owner. Okay. Remember, I said the training. And I don't mean the training in the gym. Only the training in the gym. I'm talking about the training that happens in the ring. Uh, running the ropes. Doing that. Because my mentor was trained by Nikita Koloff. And that was brutal. My training... And I still say my training because I'm still training to this day, too. You never stop learning. It's brutal. All on its own. So you have to make sure your body stays up to snuff with it. 
And trust me, your body will let you know if it is able to take what what pain comes from the business. I'm going to touch on that word here in a minute, pain. So let's say now you've discovered, now you've figured out your travel plans. You figured out that maybe you want to work five shows, but you've got to travel to different locations to work those five different shows. And imagine if you have to go to the, if you want to go to the UK, all right. Now, let's say you've gotten all that figured out. You've got your money. You've figured out where you're going to stay. And you know how much you're going to get paid. That's good. That's good for you. This, of course, after you've already been trained by a wrestling, by a wrestling school, a reputable, a well-known one, whichever one, but ones that know what they're doing. Because trust me, there are wrestling schools out there that don't know anything. That only learned wrestling from watching YouTube. Do yourself a favor. Do not go to those wrestling schools. Do not go and get trained by a guy who's like, well, you know, we, we learned how to wrestle from watching YouTube. That is never a good way to learn. Okay? Learn from someone who knows what they're doing. Okay? Now, you figured out all that, you've, you've, not to mention, take into account how much money wrestling training is, depending on the school, depending on the person, okay? S some are, like, really expensive. I lucked out, Mine's, mine wasn't really that expensive, okay? We cut a deal, and I got my wrestling training, okay? And I'm still getting my wrestling training, so I got lucky. I will ultimately say I have gotten lucky in my venture of becoming a wrestler, okay? That's not how it goes for everybody. Some people pay thousands of dollars to get trained to become a wrestler, and there are reasons, okay? The, the person training you has to keep the power on in their building. They have to make sure that their ring is up to snuff. They have to keep it in good tip-top shape. The, uh, the ring pads, the turnbuckle pads, have to be changed out from time to time. The canvas has to be changed out from time to time. The aprons have to be changed out from time to time. Sometimes the wood underneath the ring has to be changed from time to time. So, you're paying them. Some, and there are some schools that jip you. I will say that. I've never encountered any of them. But I have heard stories. Now, we go on. Let me go ahead and tell you about the wrestling thing. For anybody who may be listening and is aspiring to become a wrestler, listen to this very carefully. If you think a wrestling ring is a trampoline, then the first time you take a bump, you are going to be in for a rude awakening. A rude awakening. Because it is brutal. It is not comfortable. Now, let's say you got all that. Let's say you've got your training, you do all that stuff. And you get it going, and you've got yourself booked. And let's say... You finally get into a match. I'm going to give you all the benefit of that. Let's say you've been in the business for two years, okay? Then you take a lariat. You get a clothesline. 
You take a lariat, you turn a flip, and you land the wrong way. You're injured. This is the hard reality. This is the hard reality of the thing. Injuries happen. That's okay. The pain of the business that I mentioned I was going to I was going to bring up. This is where this comes in. A lot of people like to say wrestling is not ballet. I don't like that term because I've seen I've got a friend who took ballet and her feet were always sore and in pain and her legs are probably her ankles are probably messed up from all the ballet she did. So ballet is painful all in its own right. I would say um wrestling is not basket weaving, okay? It's not cross stitching, it's not it's not cross point. It's not you know, it's not needlepoint. Wrestling is a brutal business. You can get hurt, and sometimes you will get hurt. I've had some close calls myself. Now, let's say you take a you take a lariat, you turn a flip, and you land wrong. Okay, that doesn't mean it's necessarily your fault or your opponent's fault. It's just the way your body winged and you landed, boom, you got hurt. Hangman and John Moxley were having a match Tuesday. And when Hangman took that lariat from John Moxley, he caught his head on the mat, basically. Which is brutal. Because he ended up with a concussion. Now. People like to say, oh, it was just a work. It was a work. It was a work. There's another word in wrestling, and it's called, There's a sh that was a shoot. Okay? That was a legitimate, he hit his head <laughs> on the mat and got a concussion. That was legitimate. Okay? There's nothing work standard to that. Okay? They had to take the ropes down while putting Hangman on a stretcher to carry him out, I was just hoping that he would live. That was my, that was my concern. It was brutal. Okay. Yeah. Everything we do in wrestling, there are freak accidents in wrestling. There are freak accidents, and they happen more often than anybody is really aware of. And why is that? Because we are really good at what we do. Yeah, this might be me tooting my own horn, but I want y'all to listen. We are really good at what we do. What we do has took years of training, years of practice, years of repetition, years of studying the game. And I don't mean the game Triple H, I mean the game as in the business, okay? That's why we are really good at what we do. That's why I, here I go, tooting my own horn, am really good at promos. That's why I'm really good at talking, because I have studied my craft, okay? We are really good at what we do. That's why a lot of people actually believe a lot of injuries that happen in wrestling are a bunch of work. It our works because we are really good at what we do. We make it look that good. That is the point. But 
The real point is there is a lot of injuries that happened. If you look back at all of the wrestlers who have landed on their hand and have took chair shots, look at all those people who got brain damage, right? Chris Benoit, what happened to him and his family? It was sad, but it's from all those chair shots he took. Okay? You, look, you hear those stories about wrestlers who get hooked on drugs? That's because of the pain that they suffer in the business because, because it was either they go to the doctor or they become their own doctor. Back then, a lot of wrestlers really didn't have the pay, didn't have the money to afford a hospital bill for a doctor to tell them, oh, dude, you just got a sprained wrist, that's all. So what do they do? They medicated themselves, okay? And when they self-medicated themselves and self-diagnosed themselves, they gave themselves pain pills. They did all that stuff and they got hooked on them. It's brutal because this business is brutal. It is. What we do is very dangerous. So, yeah, it turns out, well, Hangman suffered just a concussion. Now, I'm not going to downplay a concussion like that coach did uh, in the NFL. If anybody watched online where he's like, oh, it's just a concussion, nothing serious. Nothing serious. The brain is up in the skull. Okay. Why do people get concussions? Because their brain knocks against the skull, damages the brain, and gives you a concussion. That is why concussions are so easy. You could literally be walking down a road, down a highway, and get a concussion. You turn your head the wrong way. You turn your head too fast in one certain way. You could get a concussion. I'm surprised all those rock stars to do the headbanging with their hair. I'm surprised they don't have any... Con have, they probably do have concussions. But... I'm getting off track here. Concussions are very serious. They are a very serious part of what we do. And anybody who's listening, who is wanting to be an aspiring wrestler, who may be wanting to be an aspiring wrestler, I'm not trying to push you away from your goal, from your dreams, okay? That's not... Me telling y'all about concussions and how dangerous this business is is not for that. It's to go ahead and give you fair warning on what is in store for you. There's a If you're wanting to travel and get as many dates in in a year, it's going to take money. It's going to take... If you don't want to fly, you're going to have to drive. And that's going to take gas. If you don't drive, like me, I don't drive... Because of certain reasons, I don't drive. I'm not in trouble with the law or anything like that. I have other people drive me places. Okay? So then you got to pay for gas for those people. What we do is brutal. Not just on our body, but on our wallet. On our home lives. On our personal lives. That's why Stone Cold got divorced and then got married again. Okay. That's why Ric Flair's been divorced so many times and married so many times. 
because of the business. That's why a lot of kids grew up back in the day feeling like they didn't have a parent because their their mother or father was off on the road making a living so they could live, so they could have a roof over their house, so they could do that, so they could eat, so they could have running water. It's brutal. The business is brutal. That's why I get upset when fans go, oh, it's just a work. No, Hangman literally, that literally happened to Hangman, and it sucks. It does. I wish him well in his recovery, in his speedy recovery. And I hope to see him back in the ring soon. Uh, seems like Adam Cole. There's a good possibility that Adam Cole could never wrestle again. Because he suffered a concussion. And I think it was at Forbidden Door. Yeah. It's brutal. The business is brutal. It's just... It is. And I'm not sugarcoating it. And I don't want you... And I, it wouldn't be right for me to sugarcoat it. People, if you want to be a wrestler... These are the things that you have to take into account. Let's go over them again real quick. Finances. Can you afford the lifestyle? Also be forewarned that there will be times when you wrestle that you're not going to make enough to cover your rent. That's probably another reason why wrestlers stay, lived outside of their car. Because back in the day, they didn't. there were times when they didn't make the money that they needed to pay rent. Or to have a hotel stay. So they stayed in their car. They had enough to cover gas. Maybe enough to get them a loaf of bread. I remember Stone Cold mentioned that he had enough to buy himself a potato. He had been living off of just potatoes for like a week. Raw potatoes, not cooked. So you take that into account. The point that is that I'm making here is this business is very unforgiving. I love this business. This business does not love me back. And I am fully aware of that. Everybody else should be fully aware of that. You may love this business, but this business does not love you back. It does not always reciprocate the same feelings. The business is you get in... You get thrashed around the ring. You take a beating. Most of the time, your body probably thinks you're an idiot. There's a meme I saw. My mind thinks I'm 25, but my body thinks my mind is an idiot. Yeah. My mind thinks I'm 25, but my body thinks my mind's an idiot. As th th that's actually very fitting for what I do, for what we as wrestlers do. We want to keep thinking we're 25. We want to keep thinking we're young and all. And, there, and the truth of the matter is, this business probably ages us quicker than anything else does because of the wear and tear on our body. But now, seriously, mm -hmm. people, if you're wanting to become a wrestler... 
Just take into account financial. How's your relationship? How's your home life? Are you married? Are you not married? Uh, is your family going to be okay with it? Because, shocker, your family might not be okay with it. You might not have their support when doing this. Just keep that in mind. What we do is brutal. Uh, I know I've repeated that already in this episode. What we do is brutal. It is hard. It is not easy. Injuries happen more frequently than anybody is actually ever aware of. I can't count how many times somebody broke their finger. The easiest thing to mess up in wrestling is your fingers. Okay? You land wrong, you break your finger. You can break anything if you land wrong. Okay? You go to try to close on somebody, you can break your finger, you can break your fist, you can break, because you go to try to hit somebody, bam, you can break your fist. Injuries are quite common in pro wrestling. They are. But if you're if you're still wanting to do this, that I felt I was oh I owed it to y'all for y'all to know that what we do is not cross stitching. It's not basket weaving. It's not needlepoint. It's brutal. It's dangerous. Some people get paralyzed in there. Some people die in the middle of that ring. Here's a good story. Here's a story. Um, Rey Mysterio was wrestling a match. And I think it was Triple A or somewhere. I don't know. He was wrestling a matchup against this young upstart. I'm guessing he was. I want to say he was young. Just starting pretty new to the business, I think. Maybe one or two years in the business. Okay, so Ray went to do a 619 like he always does, like he had done and perfected over the years, goes to do the 619, hits the guy right in the face. The guy dies upon impact. Ray wasn't trying to kill the guy. I don't think the guy was trying to mess up Ray's move and get himself killed. It happens. The one wrong move, one one wrong delay, one delay, one second delay, one second hesitation, you go too early, you do something wrong, you could get hurt or worse in the ring. Just wanted to put that out there. So to those people who say what happened on dynamite was a work where you get where do you get off saying it was work you don't know it's brutal this business is brutal not everything that happens in the business is a work it's not there are some very real things that happen in that business that happen in between the square in between the ropes of a wrestling ring But to all the people who are aspiring to be a wrestler, good luck. I wish you the best of luck. I hope y'all do well. And I can't wait, can't wait to see what y'all do with wrestling. Now, 
I'm going to give a short teachable moment, even though this whole thing was a teachable, teachable moment. Then we're going to go to a short break. Teachable moment. There. I'm going to try to do this right. I saw it from DDP on his Instagram. When you walk into a storm and you walk out of a storm, you're not the same person you were walking into that storm. Storms change people. Okay. Best way I can say this. <laughs> Whatever happens in the storm and we come out from there, we have to adapt with the results of the storm with the changes we have to adapt and we have to become adaptable life is a storm all in its own and it changes us the only thing is how are we going to change and adapt to and adapt to be able to adapt to the changes that happen to whatever happens after that storm we have to adapt to survive. We do. That's basically... Just think about it. We have to adapt to survive. We have to adapt to weather the storm that life throws at us. Think about it. We're going to go, on a, we're going to, go to a short break, and then we will be right back well everyone looks like the time has come once again to bring another episode of the teachable moments podcast to a close this week was just a bit different and i felt that it should have been different from all of the previous episodes i had done uh, basically this week was a whole teachable moment. Uh, we will be back next week. We will try to be back next week with the regular format for the show. The way we do it with like reviews and news. But before I do go, I want to tell some people where they can find me if they're new. On Instagram, it is the dot mask menace. On Twitter, it is at Kent underscore Arch. On TikTok, it is at Arch Clarence Kent. I have a YouTube called Mask Menace, and on Facebook, it is always Arch Clarence Kent. We will try to be back next week. Same time, same schedule. But until then, I'm the Mass Menace, and I'm out.